Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Monday, November 28th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, a brand new week and ready to get it started with a six-game Monday NHL card, breaking it down as we always do here on the show. Uh, It was a very strong Sunday of betting results for both of us, really, in the NHL. We both had a lot of good uh, results go in our favor. Uh, eight and O sweep of the board for yours truly yesterday. Uh, it was a uh, great day. I mean, everything that uh, saw the board well and things played out the way we were hoping for. The uh, Wild and the Coyotes game ended up getting over the total, which was good to see. We took the Jets team total over and uh, the full game over against Chicago. That got there. Uh, the best bet was Seattle in regulation. That one got a little dicey as uh, Seattle had multiple leads and Anaheim kept on coming back, but the Seattle Kraken eventually emerged with a 5-4 victory without needing overtime. So the Seattle in regulation best bet cashes in the over as well in that game. Vancouver gets it done in the over, which was, I thought, for sure going to be the bet that I lose that's going to cost me this perfect sweep today. And sure enough, it was an explosion in the third period in that game. And Vancouver ends up with a 4-3 victory in overtime over the San Jose Sharks. Great performances from Kuzmenko and Mikheyev in particular uh, in that victory. Uh, and a great road trip for the Canucks, who are suddenly back on the beam again. Uh, and right back in the mix in terms of the uh, wild card race in the Western Conference. And the Ottawa Senators, I took that shot with them at plus 135, saying after the long losing streak got snapped against Anaheim, that a lot of times you'll see teams maybe reel off another win or two at least following the uh, ending of a long losing streak. And I know it was a tough opponent, L.A., but you're right, Kings weren't at their best. And Ottawa gets a overtime win thanks to a terrific pass, by the way, uh, to Claude Giroux from one end of the ice to the other. And he finishes off the breakaway for a 3-2 overtime win uh, for the Senators last night over the Kings. So perfect 8-0. Love the way it went yesterday, but that was yesterday. This is today. Hopefully uh, we can uh, build on that here on a Monday. Uh, Alex, uh, thoughts from you on uh, the Sunday slate? Yeah, interesting slate of games. It wasn't as fortunate as you were with uh, some of the results. Like you said, that Vancouver-San Jose game, I thought we were going to see scoring. Didn't see enough of it early. And that's another first period uh, over that we missed now with the Canucks. Uh, despite the, the, the high pace, uh, end up getting that win in overtime. And uh, the Kings, that was a, a spot that I liked. I thought they were going to play a, a lot better as it kind of just dragged their feet and nothing happened in the third period, go to OT. So I already lose with the regulation, but then Ottawa finishes it off in OT. And I mean, the Chicago Blackhawks just looked absolutely dismal. I mean, this is truly, they're in full tank mode now at this point. What we saw in the, in the first month was an aberration. This is truly what this Hawks team looks like. They just don't have enough offensive punch. The NSU has really been the only guy who's consistently scoring uh, night in and night out. And he had a, a goal taken away early. That would have given the Hawks a one nothing lead. It seemed like they just got deflated after that uh, call, that offsides call was there. Uh, Winnipeg come, goes on to score maybe two and a half, three minutes later. They run it off for seven goals. Uh, that's just the way, way it's going to be. But that was an impressive win for Winnipeg. Get seven goals up. And, and now, you know, they're truly entrenched as one of these teams we have to watch out for uh, in the Central Division. They're right there with the, with the Colorados and Dallas's uh, in that division. And, and despite what things were looking at at the beginning of the year, they seem like they could be a team to make a, a real push for a playoff spot. 
Yeah, no, no question. Uh, it's uh, it's been a nice run for them. No question. The, we've talked about this Kraken team for weeks and just what they've been doing. It's been impressive. Canucks uh, obviously starting to all of a sudden pick it up. So those are two teams to watch out for. They're two of the hotter teams in the Western Conference right now. I mean, yeah. who would have said that a week or two ago? Seattle Kraken, Vancouver Canucks, but uh, outstanding a run. And for one more thing them. too with the uh, that Wild and, and Coyotes game. I watched pretty much all of that game yesterday. Yep. The Wild are just, I mean, that's the, the epitome of a bad loss. We always talk about bad beats and, and bad bets and, and lucky wins. That's a bad loss because you had a, a flat uh, Arizona team coming in at the end of, uh, like I said, technically the end of a road trip. Of course, they have four more road games, but they're, they're getting ready to fly home after being gone for over what three, two and a half, nearly three yep. weeks. And you've got Minnesota that's been at home all week. The early start time wasn't an issue because they'd already played one on Friday. Everything in, in their favor against a team that you've beaten handily by margin year in and year out. And they just were absolutely flat in the first period. They had a ton of chances, only converted one goal. They get out to a 4-1 lead late in the second, and then they just take the foot off the gas. Arizona comes back, makes it a 4-3 game. So it's a bad win, in your opinion. Yeah. It's a, I think it's a terrible win. Bad I think it's a win. terrible win. That's a team you're supposed to put away in that spot, 6-2, 7-2. You only win 4-3, and you gave the Coyotes ample chances late with the empty net to, to possibly tie that game. Uh, you know, considering the start that they've had to the year, I thought that was a, a really bad win. And like I said, it's going to show up as two points in the standings. But just keep them that in note. And that's something that I like at, you know, that's just kind of handicapping one-on-one -on -one with us. You know, not every win is a quality win. That for sure was not a quality win for the Wild yesterday. Absolutely. Shout out to our friend, Andrew McGinnis. I see it. Yeah, Andrew in the chat. Uh, hope you're doing well. We're going to have to get you on the show, by the way, in December. I, I know you've been traveling a lot i know i as far as i know you've been traveling a lot uh, the last uh, month or two but uh hopefully you're settling in back in halifax we'll get you on hopefully sometime here in the month of december i'll send you a message we'll see if we can get our old colleague here on the ice guys show andrew back on at some point for a special guest appearance and of course we already have our other co former colleague jimmy joining us every week throughout the season but yeah good to see you hope you're doing well uh, and uh, definitely, yeah, you look at it uh, the way Minnesota sometimes teams sometimes will do that. And this has been this, the season of the third period comeback. I mean, and we almost saw it with Arizona yesterday. We saw it with uh, obviously um, Florida blowing it against St. Louis. We saw the Rangers collapse against the Oilers on Saturday. I mean, it's been it's not the COVID pandemic anymore. It's the third period lead pandemic and nobody's holding it anymore uh, right now at this point in time. So uh, absolutely a good stuff. And Andrew, by the way, speaking of Andrews in the chat here, our BetCast tomorrow night for November, uh, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So if you're around, Alex uh, or Andrew, uh, will join. Alex is definitely on it. Uh, Andrew, if you're around as well, uh, uh, join us. Uh, absolutely. Our November live BetCast, uh, Tuesday, November 29th, tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern, a loaded Tuesday night slate. Uh, we are looking forward to it. Uh, we've got uh, nine games on tap and probably none bigger than the return of Matthew Kachuk. Uh, to Calgary for the first time uh, as a member of the Florida Panthers uh, taking on the Flames. That'll be the highlight of the BetCast tomorrow night for sure. We will definitely stay on till the end of that game. So we'll be on 7 p.m. Eastern until probably around 11.30, 11.45 p.m. Eastern minimum, at least till the Florida-Calgary game concludes. And then we'll see how we're feeling with those uh, late games at that point in time. But uh, yeah, we'll make sure we have a uh, big, long night ahead. I mean, I've got my rest. I, I actually got a really good night's sleep, so I am ready for a long night at, at doing a live betcast tomorrow night 
uh, on a Tuesday. So if anyone wants to join us, just send me your Alex a DM and we will send you the uh, link for the BetCast so you can join us on the stream uh, tomorrow night uh, on Tuesday. So uh, definitely looking forward uh, to that. All right, let's get into the Monday night card. We've got six games on tap and we will begin with the Toronto Maple Leafs taking on uh, the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, currently right now we see Detroit, uh, sorry, Toronto minus 150 uh, road favorites in this game. The total right now sitting at uh, six shaded to the over in this one. Look, we've sung the praises of the Leafs uh, during this little run that they have put together. Uh, it's been remarkable to watch because of the fact that they have been without so many key cogs on the blue line uh, during this stretch of games. And yet they have found a way to persevere, overcome that, win four of their last five, including three straight against pretty good hockey teams. You know, they obviously handed the New Jersey Devils that loss that snapped their 13-game win streak. Uh, and then, of course, the Minnesota uh, victory 4-3. They beat Pittsburgh 4-1 uh, after uh, that. So it's been an impressive run. And we talked about this uh, yesterday when we recapped Saturday. It's like this team needed their probably their best three defensemen in their own, in their own zone, in their own end, in terms of the way they play away from the puck. The best three, I would say, stay-at-home defensemen on this Leafs team by far are the three guys that are out right now. Morgan Riley, TJ Brody, and Jake Muzzin. And the fact that they have overcome those three absences, they have played as a very good five-man unit at both ends of the ice. Like I said, I've never seen the Leaf forwards back check consistently, shift after shift, like they have these last three games. And it makes you think that why couldn't they do this when they have their blue line fully healthy? Why can't they do that consistently? Uh, year round, but nevertheless, they have done that lately, and that's what's allowed them to overcome this uh, shorthanded blue line that they've been uh, having to deal with. They've also gotten just outstanding performances from everybody. Giordano's been a machine on the blue line. Justin Hall, who's been the whipping boy for Leaf fans, he's even played a little bit better as of late, paired with Giordano. Rasmus Sandin and Timothy Liljegren have done an outstanding job in the second pairing, taking up bigger minutes, more responsibility and not having it overwhelm them. You know, Victor Mete and Mac Hollow, well, they haven't been noticeable, but that's a good thing. You don't want those guys noticeable because if they're noticeable, they're probably making a mistake. They're turning the puck over, you know? So it's been really good to see uh, the Leaf Blue Line step up collectively with these absences and the line changes that Sheldon Keefe has made lately have worked. I mean, bunting with Matthews and Nylander has been a good line. Tavares with Marner, since Marner's been shifted with Tavares, man, those two are cooking right now for the Leafs. I mean, there's lots to like with the way they're playing right now. This is the end of a road trip for them. They go back home after this play in San Jose. But at the same time, they also play a team tonight in Detroit that's also playing very good hockey. Four straight wins over San Jose, Columbus, Nashville, Arizona. Now, the difference is some of those wins are against Sisters of the Poor. I mean, San Jose, Columbus, Arizona, Nashville. It's not exactly beating New Jersey, Minnesota, and Pittsburgh you know, like Toronto has. But at the same point in time, my numbers indicate a little value on Detroit tonight, uh, believe it or not, at plus one-third. I'm kind of tempted by the Red Wings as a home underdog in this spot. It's already been a nice road trip here for the Leafs. And from a competition standpoint, yeah, it looks on paper like Detroit is not Pittsburgh or Minnesota or New Jersey. But I like what I've seen from this Red Wings team. They're getting a lot of different guys contributing on a nightly basis. Dylan Larkin's been very strong uh, all season for them. Uh, no question about that. Uh, he scored the uh, shootout goal to beat Arizona uh, the other night. 
there's no doubt uh, it's going to, you know, and even with guys like Fabry out for a long period of time, they've had Soderblom out for a while. Vrana hasn't played all season. Zadina has been on IR for a while. Larkin's been good. Kubalik's been outstanding uh, offense, a little bit of a bounce back here from him. David Perron's been a nice addition. Uh, they got Andrew Kopp offensively starting to get things going a little bit for them lately as well. He's got four points uh, in the last four games. And I have been failing to mention this with Detroit the last few games. And thankfully, someone on Twitter DM'd me about this guy. And I, I and it just kept slipping my mind to mention it and bring this up on the show. One of the biggest prop bargain bin goal scorer props right now in the entire league is defenseman Philip Ronick right now for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. I shit you not. It's really remarkable what we've seen here in the last few games from him. I mean, this is not someone you think of as someone that's going to light the lamp, find the back of the net game after game after game. But Philip Ronick here for the Detroit Red Wings in his last four games, he has scored five goals in the last four games and seven points for the Detroit Red Wings from the blue line uh, in those last four games. And obviously from a uh, prop standpoint, uh, you have not seen him priced anywhere close to this uh, in terms of his impact. And even tonight, he's plus 750. Plus 750. Let me repeat that. Just so you get, get, get the earwax out of your ears, get the Q-tips out. Just make sure you hear this. Plus 750. Philip Ronick of the Detroit Red Wings to score a goal. Now, I've missed out on this the last two games. This will be the night he finally doesn't score, probably. Uh, but at that price, you have to look at it. There's no question about that. Plus 750. The guy's shooting the puck a ton. He's got four, three, three shots on goal the last three games. He had one against San Jose and Anaheim in each of those games. Then he had three, four, three before that. I mean, what can you say? He's got five goals in the last four games. He's shooting the puck a ton, and he's plus 750. Score a goal tonight. Unbelievable uh, value. And, and again, he's been that price the last few games too. And I've just, you know, failed to mention it, failed to bet it, forgotten to bet it. Not tonight. Uh, definitely. We're going to get on that with Philip Ronick. Uh, I like Detroit a little bit. Small bet on them plus 130. These are the kind of spots the Leafs lose. As much as they're playing well right now, uh, three great wins in a row. Now you're playing on a Detroit team. Detroit team that's played Toronto tough, actually. Uh, in recent head-to-head -head meetings. Even though Toronto's won seven straight, some of these were pretty close games. Uh, last year, a little bit ugly, and there was that crazy 10-7 game. I actually think with both goalies playing like they have right now, Murray for Toronto is in net. Huso for Detroit, who's been very good as well. You might see it a little bit of a lower-scoring game. I'm certainly not in a rush to bet over with those two goalies right now, both playing the way they are. Murray's been excellent, and Huso's been every bit as good. So, Lean under, and I might take a small shot here with Detroit. And obviously, I like Philip Ronick's prop, plus 750. Hopefully, uh, this is not the night the well runs dry for him. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Toronto, Detroit? Yeah, I'm definitely telling you on that that Ronick at plus 750. That is absolutely insane, and, and you have to take big value like that. That's worth even a, a half-unit shot. Uh, but this spot, you know, like I said, these are usually spots the Leafs lose. It's hard to back them. Even in a regulation price, when they, you know, they said the record against uh, Detroit has been outstanding 20 and six the last 26 meetings, one seven straight. And it doesn't matter where they play, if it's in Toronto or Detroit, they've played well. And you have to throw that 10 7 game kind of out the window when you're looking at past history. That's, that's something you're not going to see too often. And, and, you know, that game was just so bizarre. I was looking at the uh, box score of that earlier. Do you realize that there was only three penalties called in that game? 
no power play goals and one shorthanded goal in that span of 17 uh, goals in that. So that that's that's just one of those games that, you know, you just you, you bookmark it, but you, you put it aside when you talk about yeah. uh, past history. You can't just I mean, yes, it was an over. But uh, he said, you know, these two teams look to be trending more under Matt Murray's in great form, which is something that uh, I'm sure is a delighting most of Leafs nation right now. They were wondering uh, what they would be getting from him, especially already having some injury issues this year. And Billy Huso, of course, uh, he's definitely the number one guy, uh, hands down, for the wings with uh, how Ned has been playing uh, in, in that backup role. And they went and got Ma- Magnus Helbert to uh, kind of almost battle him now, possibly could, uh, if he does well in Grand Rapids, could even move up and, and take that spot from him. So uh, it's Huso's the guy for Detroit, and they've been running hot right now. It's hard to take them, uh, hard to, to not take them as a plus 130 dog at home. Probably make it a, a small play as well. Like I said, I wouldn't be shot if Toronto does win. I mean, like I said, okay, well, that's the serious history. That's the course that they go. But uh, Detroit at a plus price with this win streak. They win tonight. Probably not going to be able to get a plus price for them for quite some time. So I'll take a shot here with the Red Wings, and I'll go with Ronick to score a goal to a plus 750. Yeah, I mean, it's like Toronto is playing well. But at, at, the, at the same point in time, you have to factor in that they're doing this without some key players, some really key players on that blue line. Can they – absolutely keep doing this you know game in and game out with three arguably your three best d out of the lineup uh, and still end up winning games like this um we'll see uh but yeah you're not going to get detroit you know as a home underdog at this price very often they're seven and four at home this year i mean they played better their best hockey at the pizza box here little caesar's arena all season long so i think and in this spot when it's already been a great road trip worst case scenario you're three and one on this road trip if you lose tonight if you're toronto Maybe looking forward to getting back home after. I think there's there's enough reasons to take a, a shot here with Detroit tonight in this one, especially given the value in the price. Uh, next up, we've got New Jersey and New York. Devils, Rangers, Devils minus 115, road favorites, six the total in this one. I mean, it's Devils are pass for this better. I'll say that right now. I mean, uh, I, I do fear the collective, you know, feeling ashamed, feeling just scorned after what happened against Edmonton on Saturday from this Rangers team. you got to think there's fire in their belly. They come out with a mammoth effort. They know that New Jersey Devils are kind of stealing their thunder right now uh, in the Metropolitan Division. This was supposed to be the New York Rangers division potentially coming into the season. The New Jersey Devils, the way they're playing, they're trying to make it their own. Uh, so you got to believe here the Rangers are fired up and want to make a, amends for uh, just a, a brutal third period the other night. Uh, which cost them against the uh, Edmonton Oilers on Saturday afternoon. But at the same point in time, you want to fade uh, the Devils right now. Knock yourself out. They're only 18-4. and four. Uh, They're only 9-1 and one on the road this year. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you want to go against that with the way this team is playing? Be my guest. I'm not willing to do it. Now, this price has obviously shifted quite a bit. There's Before the season, what are we talking here? Rangers maybe minus 170 at home? In this, honestly, at, at least, at least, and I might even be generous yeah. saying that the Rangers are only minus 170 at home uh, against the New Jersey Devils prior to the season starting. So obviously, the odds makers have shifted. The perception is down on the Rangers right now uh, because they've had some tough losses, some bad losses as well. They lost to Detroit at home. They lost to San Jose at home. Uh, they lost to the Anaheim Ducks at the end of that uh, road trip. Everybody's beating the Anaheim Ducks, but apparently not the New York Rangers. And then, of course, they have that third period meltdown uh, against the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Although, to be honest, it was fool's gold, Alex, that the Rangers were up 3 nothing in that game. They weren't playing as good as being up 3 nothing would indicate uh, in that game. Uh, and Edmonton was carrying a lot of the play, and they just weren't capitalizing on their chances. And everything going on uh, the red light district known as Jack Campbell early in that game was going in. So you have to factor that in a bit. But 
the Oilers started to capitalize. They got the power play opportunities uh, and they made the most of them in it being able to come back in that game. Yeah, for me, it's I'm going to be on New Jersey here uh, at this price. Uh, it, it does feel like everybody is. I get it. Um, but the Rangers are they're not in that. And uh, to me, the Rangers, when I see them play as much as I like Panarin, who, who's been, I think, up and down this year at times. I know the assist numbers are there and the point numbers are there. But, you know, there's been times when he's made some turnovers with the puck, just been very lethargic, very lackadaisical. Uh, Kreider and Zibanejad, the offensive numbers are there, but same thing. I mean, there's some shifts where they look like they're not giving it their, their best away from the puck at times. And, you know, just their overall team game defensively at times hasn't been good. And that's put Igor Shesterkin out there and hung him out to dry a few times. Combined with the fact that Shesterkin, I don't think, is playing nearly up to the level that he is fully capable of. He hasn't been bad, uh, but he's not been that A-plus level that we – Unfortunately, for better or worse, we've seen enough of Shesterkin. We want, we expect him to be just elite every night, and that's not always going to be the case. And he's had many nights this season where he has not been uh, elite in between the pipes for the uh, Rangers, and he's going to have to be that way probably here tonight uh, in this game. I'm still going to take New Jersey, even though I know like the, the, the Gerard Gallant saying we've had bad periods. I don't remember a four goal period like that. We we're absolutely awful. It's embarrassing. It's not acceptable. Uh, obviously, it was the typical words of a coach that you'd expect, you know, after blowing the game like they did on Saturday afternoon. But nevertheless, I mean, it's just, I find they're a little bit slow right now too. When I watch the Rangers play, uh, I find that there's, they're losing puck battles and that's not what you want against New Jersey. They've got speed for days on all four lines, all over the ice. Their blue line is mobile They move the puck up the ice very quickly. Uh, that collective group, uh, that's not what you want to see necessarily when you're playing the New Jersey Devils that you're losing foot race situations so the likes of which I think the New Jersey or the New York Rangers rather have been losing uh, in their last few games we have no goalie confirmations here yet for this game but the projections are Shesterkin and Vanacek being your goalie so New Jersey for me at the uh, moderate price here minus 115 uh, even though as I mentioned you t talk about the price now versus before the season obviously huge adjustments have been made up in the devil power rating down in the Ranger power rating. What do you think here, Alex, New Jersey, New York? Yeah. And, and it makes total sense. Like I said, this New Jersey team, they're, they're legit. They, they have all four lines rocking and rolling. They've got some great goal attending with Banachek. And, and this is a team to be feared with now. And, uh, like I said, the books are now finally catching up to it, but we're still getting some good value here because I don't think the Rangers are, are worth being in a pick spot in this situation. I understand they've won nine of the last 10 meetings, uh, but these are, this is a rivalry. These two teams do not like each other. It's always chippy play. This is one of those games where you see a lot of power play chances because there's a lot of penalties, a lot of uh, pushing and shoving after whistles, and, and we usually tend to see a couple of good fights every now and then, too, with these two teams. And The fact that New Jersey is in the spot where the Rangers were expected to be right now, I think that's going to fire them up even more and say, hey, you know what? We're at the top of the mountain in the, in the Metro. This is a team we haven't been able to beat uh, in, in recent years, and everybody was, was looking at them as the favorites to win the East, the favorites to win the Stanley Cup. Let's uh, put on a show here in Madison Square Garden and, and pick up a nice win. So I like New Jersey here. Also going to look at that first period over. I'm going to wait and grab it live. Even though this is a, a low price, $1.35, I've seen a, a couple places, $1.30, $1.27. Wait and grab this in-game. Despite the Rangers being one of the worst teams of the first period over, uh, they've only cashed nine of them so far this season. They're actually 6-4 and four their last 10. Also, the first period over is seven and two in the last nine meetings with these two teams. Like I said, you tend to see uh, the pace start off frenetic in the first 20 minutes. Like I said, a lot of penalties, a lot of powerful chances. 
ends up being a lot of goals. So I'm going to go first period over live, but I'm going to uh, right now for pregame uh, play Devils minus a dollar fifteen. Devils minus 115 and looking maybe live for over in this one with the Devils and the Rangers. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I look at the Devils and you want to talk about a, uh, some stats that are worth mentioning here. High danger chances for the New Jersey Devils are first in the NHL right now. High danger chances generated. High danger chances allowed defensively. New Jersey's also first in the NHL. They've allowed the fewest High danger chances, believe it or not. You talk about a team that's dominating in, in that statistic, the high danger chances. Number one in terms of generated offensive or high danger chances and also first in the league right now in fewest high danger scoring chances allowed. That's how you put together a run like this. You know, and you're, you're, you're playing sound, you're playing defensive-minded hockey, and it's because you're also, you know, in a situation where, you know, you have the puck so much, and when you do lose the puck, you're fast enough to get it back. And that's always, I think, a key to success, and you're definitely seeing that right now uh, from the uh, Devils, uh, no question about that. So as far as the, uh, again, with the props go, it's just the same, you know, you could go in a bunch of different routes here in terms of the uh, prop market because you've got certainly any line that can score for you. Zetterlin got a goal the last game. I, I'm in particular thinking he's got value because he's been someone that is not priced like uh, some of these other uh, devils forwards are uh, same thing goes with miles wood. He's cooled off a little bit, but he always seems to be able to find the back of the net. But certainly when you talk about Jack Hughes, you know, obviously he's going to be well-priced, but he is absolutely just, you know, rolling right now. What can you say? He had a hat trick against Washington in that victory over the capitals, four goals in the last uh, two games combined. And look, he had a little bit of a drought before that. So, when you got a player that's the caliber of a Jack Hughes and he starts to light it up, you maybe ride with it uh, until proven otherwise. All right, next up, we've got Vegas and Columbus. Uh, the uh, Golden Knights minus 310 uh, road favorites, six and a half the total in this one. Um, very interesting uh, interview, by the way, Jack Eichel. He was one of the um, post-game guests of the uh, Hockey Night in Canada After Hours show which I don't know how many of you have seen it, but if you haven't, it's 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 terrific. Scott Oak has done it for years. It's after the late game on Saturday night that Hockey Night in Canada shows, which happened to be Vegas and Vancouver, and they had Jack Eichel on. And they talked briefly about the game and, you know, the back-to-back -back losses for Vegas at home. Remember, Seattle beat them. And then, of course, Vancouver just absolutely steamrolled them 5-1 uh, in Vegas on Saturday. And Jack Eichel says, I think we just need to get away for a bit. You know, maybe it's the best thing for us. He said, we had a great road trip the last time uh, we went away uh, on the road away from Vegas for a long period of time. Uh, they had that perfect 5-0 and Eastern road trip uh, earlier this season. So maybe there's some truth to that from Jack Eichel that, look, maybe this team, you know, to get out of a, their first little speed bump, if you will, of the season. They're not playing horribly, but two and three in their last five games is a little bit of a speed bump for the Vegas Golden Knights, considering how well they were playing before that. Maybe they do just need to get on the road, and uh, they're certainly going to have that uh, opportunity coming up to uh, show just how good they can be away from home once again because they've got a four-game trip here with Columbus tonight and then Pittsburgh, Detroit, and Boston uh, after that. So, uh, And they've been great on the road this year, 9-2 and two, uh, away from home this year, the Vegas Golden Knights. So I wouldn't want to step in front of Vegas in this spot. I don't. I mean, I, I understand it's the third game in four nights. Uh, travel from Vegas out to uh, Ohio, uh, three time zones over, uh, only a day off in between. But I expect 
I always say this with teams that are not playing good hockey, teams that are struggling, if you're focused and you're the better team, you'll beat them. And to me, I just get that sense from Vegas tonight. This is their night to beat down this just decimated Columbus team with uh, tons of injuries left and right. By the way, Danil Tarasov is in net. The one caveat is he's going to be in net. And the last time we saw him in net, he basically stole a win against Florida. He was outstanding. Three goals on 50 shots, a 5-3 win for the Jackets. He's going to need that probably again because I expect Vegas to bring it tonight, be at their absolute best uh, in this game. We'll see if he can duplicate that effort. Columbus, you know, they've been competitive. I'll say that. I mean, I mean the Islander lost 3-2. Montreal 3-1. They were in that game. Uh, they upset Florida because of the heroics of Tarasov. You know, they beat Montreal. They lost the second meeting to Montreal, but they beat them previously. They beat Philly in overtime. They lost in overtime to the Islanders. It's not like they've been blown out with all these uh, injuries and all this personnel missing, key personnel. They've still been largely competitive, but I think they're getting a angry, focused, uh, you know, hell bent, urgent uh, Vegas Golden Knights team, in my opinion for this game tonight. And again, the injuries are just tons. Four starting defensemen, Jake Bean, Nick Blankenberg, Adam Boquist, Zach Wierenski, Voracek, Lyonet, Danforth up front, Tessier still out. Now Erica Branson uh, might may not play tonight. Game time decision. That could be now five defensemen, five guys that would be in your starting blue line at the beginning of the season that could be out tonight for the Jackets if Erica Branson also doesn't play. And now Johnny Hockey is also dealing with an illness. And he's a game-time decision tonight for Columbus, Johnny Gaudreau. So, I mean, it's just a decimated hockey team right now. I don't do this very often, but I'm going to do it here tonight. I'm going to lay the puck and a half, minus 120 with Vegas. I think this is just one of those kill spots for Vegas. Shake it off. You lost two in a row. You haven't played your best the last five games. Get on the road. Get off to a great start. Hammer this decimated Jackets team. So I'm going to go Vegas puck line. Don't do a ton of puck lines, but I will here. Vegas minus one and a half, minus 120. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Golden Knights jackets. Yeah, I'm looking the same direction, but I'm just going to go first period. I'm going to lay the half a goal and get plus 110, plus 115 in that spot. Like I said, uh, Columbus, the injury bug is just biting the crap out of them right now, and it, it, it's not good. And so Vegas getting on the road and, and getting off to a, a, a hot start, that's going to be important for them, not just uh, in the trip, but I think in the game itself. So I like them come out guns blazing in the first 20 minutes. I'll go uh, first period puck line with the Golden Knights. All right, uh, Alex, going puck line, but going in the first 20 minutes with Vegas on the uh, puck line here, minus a half at uh, plus, pretty much plus 115. You can actually still get a good plus price on that, minus a half, plus 115 uh, with the uh, Vegas Golden Knights here in the uh, first period. Uh, again, I, I credit to the Jackets. Like I said, I think the uh, overall team effort's been solid, but you start to look at – especially tonight if Gaudreau doesn't play, what this lineup is going to look like. I mean, you could be looking at um, you could be looking at maybe Roslovic or Trey Fix-Wolanski, who just got called up from the AHL to be on the top line with Jenner and Nyquist. Uh, you know, it's thank goodness Kent Johnson's been good. And actually, the, he is one player I might look at from a prop standpoint. This guy can play. He's a great offensive player. Remember watching him would play for Canada at the World Juniors. He's a good hockey player, Kent Johnson. He's going to be a very good hockey player for a long period of time. Uh, and I think he, he's the one prop I would look at if I'm going to bet anybody for Columbus tonight uh, to score a goal. It would be him. Vegas, you could spread the wealth. You know, you, like I say, Smith, Stone, Eichel, go on down the list. They've all been pretty solid uh, in terms of uh, their production uh, early in the season. So uh, definitely you could go in different routes there in terms of uh, goal scorer props. Riley Smith, 10 goals. Eichel, 11. Stone, 9. Marcia, so 8. 
Will Carrier, a little bit of a sleeper right now, too, that you might want to sprinkle on. William Carrier, uh, you know, has scored uh, four goals uh, in the last six games for the Vegas Golden Knights. So maybe you look in his direction for a little bit more of a bargain bin uh, option uh, in terms of a goal prop tonight. All right, next up, Tampa Bay Buffalo. Uh, we've got the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning currently, uh, minus 145 road favorites here, six and a half the uh, total uh, in this game. Uh, you've got the uh, Sabres who had that brutal losing streak, trying to show signs of bouncing back from it. And to be honest, they've done a better job of it here uh, in recent games. They lost to New Jersey, uh, of course, following those back-to-back victories against Montreal and St. Louis. Uh, we'll see if they can uh, keep it going here as this homestand continues. I kind of like Buffalo a little bit here at plus 125 in this game, uh, you know, on this uh, homestand of theirs. Tampa Bay, uh, they are off a 5-2 win against uh, St. Louis on Friday night, uh, that TNT uh, nationally televised game. We'll see if they can keep it rolling here against Buffalo. The one uh, concern I would have with taking Buffalo, even though I lean in that direction, is obviously we know it's been a dominant series history for the uh, Lightning, 9-1, and one, uh, the last uh, 10 meetings uh, between these two teams. Uh, in Buffalo alone, I think it's even uh, uglier for uh, the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Uh, just for the last five in Buffalo, the uh, Lightning have been uh, victorious. Uh, that's something that would definitely concern you a little bit as well. But, you know, you look at Tampa Bay, they're still, their underlying numbers suggest a team that's playing good but not great hockey right now. I think that's definitely accurate when it comes to Tampa Bay. Doesn't mean they can't turn it up at some point, but no doubt. And they're only five and four on the road, so barely above 500 uh, away from uh, Amelie Arena there. Uh, in Tampa Bay. So I don't mind to look toward Buffalo here in this one. As far as the total goes in this game, uh, we've seen it kind of trend over. I'd lean that way as well when it comes to the Lightning and the uh, Sabres tonight. Alex, uh, your thoughts here, Tampa, Buffalo. Yeah, I grabbed uh, the first period over two at plus 120 this morning. It's dropped now to uh, plus 110 plus 105, and that's because Brian Elliott uh, more likely is going to be going for Tampa Bay, so that, that yep. naturally makes sense, but like you mentioned, the serious history of these two teams, uh, it's been pretty one-sided, but as far as the first period total goes, 10-3 and three to the over the last 13 meetings uh, looking back, so it's been high-scoring uh, spots, and these are two of the better teams in the first period over this season. Like I said, with these two goalies, basically both teams running their backup goalies, uh, I think that's good value to get. Usually uh, you would tend to get a higher number, even with uh, a two. We've seen some twos that have opened up, you know, at minus money. So still worth uh, playing at a plus price. Yeah, I think the over is a good bet here with Elliott in. I mean, he is four and one. I mean, again, and he's a veteran guy. He's capable of having good games. But he also that's why you look at the actual numbers with his goaltending performance his statistics and you look at it yeah they're four and one in his starts but he has a 3.37 goals against average 891 save percentage that kind of tells you that they've been giving him a bunch of run support the offense has been there to help out um brian elliott quite a bit this year hasn't always been because of his play uh, necessarily uh, in between the pipes even though he's four and one he's benefited from a lot of uh goal scoring production and support uh, from uh, his Tampa Bay Lightning uh, teammates. And uh, I'm just looking at the goals saved above average numbers. I'm always interested uh, with what we're seeing there. Uh, he's he's a little bit below average. He's a little bit below average because obviously average is zero with the goals saved above average. Anything above that is you're, you're performing better than average as a goaltender. He's performing a little bit below average. He's got a one minus 1.99 goals saved above average this year, uh, Brian Elliott. So not... Not great, 
not not brutal like the likes of Merzlikens and Campbell and Demko and Gibson and Kokkinen and Morozik and some of these guys that are near the bottom in the goal saved above average, but uh, not great either from uh, his standpoint. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated to see where Lukanen is because I think Lukanen is ahead of – now he's had very minimal starts, so right, we have yeah. to factor that in, small sample size, but I think Lukanen for the uh, Buffalo Sabres here yeah, minus uh, – let me just see here. Goal saved above average. Yeah, a little bit better. That's pretty close, actually, minus 1.4. Not a huge gap. Slightly better than Elliott uh, in the goal saved above average category for Uko uh, Pekka in here for the uh, Buffalo Sabres, who will get the start uh, in net uh, tonight for them against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, who gave up only two goals in a nice win over St. Louis in his last start last week at home, 6-2. to two. So that was a very good outing from him. We'll see if he can uh, duplicate that tonight. But – I don't think he'll shut down Tampa completely. So Buffalo in the over would be the way I would go there in that game. Uh, all right, next up, we've got uh, Dallas and St. Louis. Uh, the Dallas Stars minus 130 uh, road favorites. Uh, the total in this game currently six uh, across the board. Uh, a lot of money is poured in on Dallas here uh, in this game. People are not buying St. Louis's comeback uh, the other night against the uh, Florida Panthers, as impressive as it was. I'd love to be on the wall of that second intermission speech from Barube because I guarantee you he was livid. Something was said because, it, like I said, like we talked about on the recap yesterday, we're like a different hockey team in the third period, uh, totally swarming the Florida Panthers net. And obviously uh, they wipe out that deficit and they come all the way back uh, to get the victory uh, in that game. Uh, we will see if they can follow that up here. They're five and four on home ice. They're a streaky team. So I mentioned it with St. Louis when they're on the losing streak, you fade them. When they're on the winning streak, you bet on them. And then when they get on a losing streak again, you fade them again. Well, they did snap the losing streak, but they did it in very fortuitous fashion. We do have to keep that in mind. We'll see if that uh, continues here, uh, if they can now get on another win streak like they did before taking on Dallas. It does feel like for Dallas, you know, it is third game and four nights for both teams. So there's really no advantage there either way. Uh, but for Dallas, off two losses now, back-to-back -back against Winnipeg and also Colorado. Uh, you would expect them to bring a good effort here tonight uh, to uh, St. Louis uh, for this Stars team. And again, with the Blues, you do have Robert Thomas ruled out. Uh, that's one of your uh, top two centers. That's significant day-to-day -day, uh, right now with a lower body injury. So Craig Berube is going to have to have some shuffling down the middle uh, of the lineup with the uh, center ice position uh, going into this game. It looks like it's going to be Ryan O'Reilly still number one center, but moving on up to the second line center spot, Close shave Barbashev, Ivan Barbashev here for the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Braden Shen also left the game against Florida due to injury, but it looks like he's okay, good to go. He'll center the third line with Jake Neighbors, Jordan Cairo, and then you'll have Noel Achari as your fourth center uh, for St. Louis. So a little bit of shuffling there going on uh, in terms of the uh, center ice position for the uh, St. Louis Blues. Uh, for Dallas, like I said, this is a team that's played some pretty good hockey all year. Jake Ottinger back in net for them tonight. Jordan Binnington. Uh, will be in net for the uh, St. Louis uh, Blues tonight. Uh, Jake Ottinger looked like he was turning the corner. A couple of games where he wasn't at his absolute best, the Chicago game. Uh, he wasn't great, although, of course, Dallas rallies massively in the third period to beat Chicago that night. And then, of course, the Winnipeg game where, you know, he gives up five goals and a loss. So, you know, again, we're, we're waiting for that version of Ottinger that is just that version we saw much of last season in the playoffs against Calgary. Haven't seen it, you know, for a long stretch of time. I get the feeling he's going to play well tonight. I do. And I agree with the move to Dallas. I think it's a good spot, good situation for them. Uh, St. Louis just caught lightning in a bottle with a third period comeback against a Florida team that maybe 
uh, turned it off, you know, when they had that significant lead so early in the game. Uh, I definitely think Dallas, the money moving toward them is warranted uh, in this game. What do you think, Alex, Dallas, St. Louis? Yeah, you haven't completely missed the boat on Dallas yet. There's still some dollar twenty, some dollar twenty four, dollar twenty fives around, but I would grab it as soon as you can. I, I played it at a uh, dollar ten this morning, uh, anticipating that Andrew would start, and, and I figured that that would trickle in some money. And of course, the way that St. Louis said, come back and, and win in that last game, and people kind of realized that that was more of a Florida collapse. Uh, rather than just a dominant St. Louis performance. And Grice looked absolutely terrible uh, in, in the first 15 minutes of, of that game. So this is a spot where even though St. Louis has historically played well against Dallas, I think this is a, a good spot for the Stars to kind of catch a Blues team that they said they had lost back-to-back games before the uh, the comeback win on Saturday. I think they might be trending more downward uh, than up. So I'm going to take a shot with Dallas here. Like I, said, I grabbed the dollar ten. I would, I would recommend anything in the dollar twenty to dollar twenty-five range. Yeah, and don't be fooled by the like the Winnipeg game was back and forth. It could have went either way. Hellebuck was very good that night. They ran into two terrific goalie performances in those two losses, Dallas. Hellebuck was great Friday night against Winnipeg, and Georgiev was outstanding against Colorado. And I thought their effort was commendable for back-to-back in the thin air, the altitude on a back-to-back. I thought Dallas played a hell of a hockey game, believe it or not, even though they lost 4-1. to Again, so it's one of those classic situations where you just look at the final score. You don't think they played well. Yeah, they did play well. I thought they played pretty well. Dallas, you know, 42 shots on goal. Georgiev was outstanding. He's had a great last, I would say, month or so uh, in goal for the Avalanche. Uh, And, you know, he played great. Dallas was, you know, so many great chances to be right there in that game, and they got stymied. So, again, they didn't play poorly necessarily uh, in that tough back-to-back spot uh, against the Avs. I do think the over, I'm going to come back to that again. I was... um, very upset that the over fell short with that Dallas-Colorado game. That was my best bet for Saturday's show. But I, I'm tempted to come back to the well with it one more time here uh, in this one because uh, Dallas has been trending that way for the most part. That was only the second time in the last 10 games that a Dallas game has failed to reach six goals. And with this total being six, I think that's enough for me to take a shot here once again with the over involving the Dallas Stars. If it's six and a half, maybe I don't. But the fact that this is down to six, uh, I think it's a situation where the over is worth a look with the uh, number being where it is uh, in this game tonight. All right. The last game uh, of this uh, Monday night card, the Florida Panthers begin a uh, Alberta and Western Canadian road trip uh, tonight in the Edmont- in Edmonton against the Oilers. Uh, Florida minus 115 uh, road favorites in this game. Uh, the total sitting at uh, six, pretty uh, six and a half rather. Uh, pretty much across the board uh, in this game. Uh, This is an interesting spot for Florida. They lost earlier this season to Edmonton at home. Skinner was in net that night and played very well uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Will we see him in net tonight? He he got the win against Florida uh, earlier this season down in Sunrise, and he played well. But they did finally get a win with Jack Campbell. They've started Campbell two in a row. Is this a sign that Jay Woodcroft's trying to get Campbell on the beam again? And look, they won. He actually, you know, had to make a couple of big saves in the third. He did. There was a couple of goals I didn't love that he gave up against the Rangers in the first two periods, but they rallied for him with that four-goal comeback. Uh, no goalie confirmation yet for either uh, team in this game, and that's why I haven't bet this game yet. I'm waiting to see uh, who's going to be uh, starting. Uh, Skinner's projected for the Oilers. Bobrovsky is actually projected for Florida, and 
maybe you do give Bobrovsky another chance. Cause again, Spencer Knight had been playing so well much of the season, but you know, the roof caved in on him and his Panthers team Saturday night against uh, St. Louis. So do you go back to Bobrovsky? Who's not someone I trust game to game who I still think this season has been more than a little bit underwhelming four and five, 3.62 goals against average eight eighty eight save percentage. Uh, you've got Barkov still out. It looks like for the Florida Panthers, uh, he's going to miss uh, the first two games of this road trip. Our very own uh, George Richards, uh, who does great work for Florida hockey now on our uh, partnerships, uh, our partners, National Hockey Now, uh, Florida Hockey Now, George Richards on top of that with the uh, status of Barkov, uh, that he's going to miss at least these two Alberta games, Edmonton tonight and then Calgary uh, tomorrow night. So obviously you're talking about one of the best two-way centers in hockey you're going to miss him uh, when he's not available to you and I think they probably missed his presence too he'd be someone that would tame the waters take the temperature of the team when that game is starting to unravel uh, against St. Louis the way it did the other night and you didn't have him there uh, and all of a sudden you're you're a little bit concerned uh, you know that they just didn't get that game back on the tracks so that is a big loss for the Florida Panthers no question uh, uh, Oilers aren't without their share of injuries though Ryan McLeod's been placed on IR that's unfortunate He's played pretty well this year. Uh, Yamamoto's been out for a while. We know Evander Kane's not coming back anytime soon. And now Warren Fogle also out tonight for the uh, uh, Edmonton Oilers. And he's someone that started to get his offense going a little bit here uh, in this game. It's a really tough game. Florida revenge. But Florida's got the Calgary game tomorrow night. Huge, huge hyped game. Matthew Kachuk returning to Calgary, returning to the Saddledome for the first time. Uh, that's a big spot. Um do you have the focus required to take care of business tonight in Edmonton? Uh, plus, the goalies aren't confirmed yet, so I'm passing for now. I think if it's Bobrovsky in net, I lean Edmonton at that point. If it's Knight, uh, I, I maybe temper the enthusiasm of making that bet. I, I kind of think there's a negative spot for Florida more than it is for And it is Edmonton off a road, road trip as well. But look, things have been going poorly. We know momentum is a funny thing in hockey when you don't have it, and then you finally get that kind of a win like the Oilers got against the Rangers. It come back when it looked like you had no shot. It galvanizes you. It energizes you, and you come back the next game, and you get on a bit of a run. So I guess push comes to shove, Eileen Edmonton, but I ain't pulling the trigger until I know for sure the lineups and who's in net. What do you think here, Alex? Florida, Edmonton. Yeah, this will more likely be a pass, too, as a lot of other spots that I like in this, and like you said, waiting for the confirmations. Uh, if I were to take anything Florida side, it would probably be something in the first period because we saw them get off to a great first period start uh, last game. And Edmonton, not so much, took Edmonton about 40 minutes to finally wake up and, and get their comeback win. But like I said, these are two teams that are having some issues uh, and, and coming off of the, their respective games they had on Saturday. It's just one that you want to watch and maybe maybe jump in live with, but just kind of just observe and, uh, and get some notes from Florida, by the way, we talked about early in the season. It was a kind of a team trending under uh, adjusting to Paul Maurice, a chip and chase four check style of play compared to just trading chances and the rush style of play. Uh, but nonetheless, things have changed here for Florida the last six games in terms of uh, the scoring ways. Uh, they've been trending over and it's really because, you know, this team has been scoring, but they've also been yielding goals at an alarming rate, whether it's Bobrovsky or Knight. Knight was playing well for a long period of time. The last couple games for Knight weren't nearly as good, and it's shown up in the totals for Florida, six straight overs for the Panthers entering this game tonight uh, against the Oilers. So, uh, again, I'm, I would only look over the total given that statistic, uh, even though uh, you would think Edmonton 
Edmonton's got to try to play a little bit better defensively at home. You'd think Florida going on the road is going to try to tighten things up as well. And the series history has been under, believe it or not, with these two teams. 4-1, 6 nothing. You had one game that got over 6.5, 4-3, and then the 4-2 game earlier this season. So uh, kind of a push and pull for me with the total when it comes to this game. Prop-wise, I definitely think there are some opportunities in that market for this game tonight. Nick Cousins, who is a hardworking player, who I think is, I think, honestly, warranting the opportunity here to be on the top line. He's going to get that opportunity. Don't be shocked if he finds the back of the net. He's the kind of player that scores those tough area goals. He's playing with great players, Bennett and Kachuk, uh, on the top line tonight for the Panthers. Something to consider. You're not going to get him priced like the other two line mates. Uh, something to uh, maybe look at in terms of a goal prop on the Panthers' side. Nick Cousins elevated to the top line. Uh, tonight in this game, Anton Lindell's going up to the second line center spot. He's worth a look. He scored in back-to-back games for the Florida Panthers entering tonight. Uh, that not a bad option either in terms of the goal prop market. Uh, the third line's a little bit of a different look. Uh, look up for this. Look out for this 23-year-old kid, uh, the Finn Alexi Heponiemi uh, for the uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, he's been uh, called up uh, from the AHL. He's going to be on the third line. It looks like. Uh, tonight for this game, uh, make his first appearance of the season with the Panthers. Four goals, seven points in 16 AHL games before his call-up. So a little Alexei Heponiemi could be worth a look there. Uh, he's playing with uh, my other uh, prop guy that I've had some success with this year, E2 Coolman, Lusterinen, uh for the uh, Panthers. Uh, again, I'm always going to say he's worth a shot. He always seems to get chances every night. And then for Edmonton with their goal props tonight uh, in this game, uh, there's some options there as well because their lineup's shaken up a bit. Uh, it looks like Yanmark, uh, second line. Holloway is the one I really want to hone in on. He finally get, finds the back of the net. It's been a rough season. He's been a suspect player in his own end. He's had turnovers with the puck. He has, And he's been benched a couple of times by Jay Woodcroft because of it, or at least had his ice time reduced because of some of the plays and mistakes he's made away from the puck. Well, And plus the offense was just dormant for him. So it was a bad combination for Dylan Holloway much of the season for the O's. But this is a really talented kid. Uh, he just needed something to go right, go his way. Keep in mind, he's only 21 years old. You know, he's still basically a baby in the NHL. So, you know, he's going to eventually, I think, find it. He gets the monkey off the back. He gets his first National Hockey League goal to tie the game against the New York Rangers on Saturday. I'm taking his goal prop tonight. Dylan Holloway this is a talented guy. Uh, now he gets that first goal. I'm not saying the floodgates for sure are going to open, but I like situations like that. Kids uh, finally seeing the puck go in, the red light come on, and, and maybe now you can take some shots with him maybe to get on a roll offensively for a guy that we know has got that ability to finish around the front of the net. And you can get plus 500, plus 550 uh, in some spots with Dylan Holloway uh, to find the uh, back of the net here. So I think it's a good prop game. A lot of good options, a lot of intriguing value options in terms of goal score props in that game with the Panthers and Oilers. All right, there we go. That is the Monday card. Uh, hit the like button. If you're watching on YouTube, we appreciate it. Check out patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month, uh, goalie charts, totals charts, all of that there and more. Our daily ice guys betting card is there. Uh, make sure you check that out. Patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. And we'll have plenty more bonus content, especially as the new year arrives. Yeah, and also check out the Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Uh, for the next seven days, you get 
free shipping and 15% off of everything in the stores. We've got t-shirts, we've got caps, uh, we've got stuff for the dog, for the baby, pretty much everything. So get your Christmas shopping done early with the Ice Guys store and check that out. All right, excellent. Good stuff indeed. The Ice Guys store, and we're going to be rolling out some uh, new uh, items too uh, in the future as well to the uh, store. So uh, looking forward to that as well. Check out the Ice Guys store and make sure you check out the BetCast tomorrow night. Uh, Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. What a slate. Great slate. Florida Calgary is the main event, I guess you could say. It's two pretty good hockey teams. Uh, it's uh, obviously the Matthew Kachuk storyline going back to Calgary uh, for the Saddle Dome, uh, in the Saddle Dome for the first time as a member of the Florida Panthers. So uh, check us out. If you want to join Alex and I on the BetCast, just send either one of us a DM and we will send you the link for the BetCast before it begins tomorrow night. 7 p.m. Eastern, our November BetCast. Definitely looking forward to that. Live betting, commentary, bring your booze. It's a pub and a bar atmosphere. We, we're doing some drinking. You better believe it on these BetCasts as well. So a lot of fun. Looking forward to tomorrow night. Looking forward to best bets as well. And I'm looking forward to hopefully uh, not spit shit in the bed after an 8-0 day. I, I don't want to go in the other direction. I want to follow it up with another good betting night in the NHL. Alex, how are we going to do that? What do you like for your best bet? Yeah, I'm looking at this uh, Tampa Bay Buffalo first period over. Like I said, you can grab, uh, still get a plus price around $1.10 and over two. Uh, these are two teams that have played high scoring affairs against one another. Both teams running backup goalies tonight, uh, and they've done well in the first period overs over the last uh, 10 games or so. So we're going to go Sabres Lightning first period over two. Uh, grab a plus $1.10 or higher as a best bet tonight. All right, there we go. Buffalo and T Tampa Bay Buffalo uh, over. Uh, first period, uh, best bet here for uh, Alex B. Smith on this Monday card. Uh, my best bet for this slate, I'm going to go with the, um, I'm going to go Vegas Golden Knights puck line, minus one and a half, minus 120. Uh, I really like that play. I think it makes sense situationally. This team needs a bounce back. They're the much better team, obviously, and they're just a riddled Columbus team. And I'm going to like this even more if Goudreau's ruled out. And then it really gets paper thin for the Columbus Blue Jackets up front. And if Good Branson, Eric Good Branson's also ruled out, if he's also ruled out, he's a game time decision as well. But if he's also ruled out, that's five of the Columbus Blue Jackets projected six starting defensemen prior to the season that would be out and not playing tonight in this game. So that is just a hole that I don't think they could uh, get out of tonight against a, what I think is going to be a focused Vegas team and a Vegas team that's played great on the road, a five-game Eastern road trip sweep. Uh, the last time they were on the road, nine and two on the road overall. We'll go Vegas minus one and a half, minus 120 on the puck line against Columbus for my best bet for this Monday uh, NHL card. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. Reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, Download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will be back tomorrow on Tuesday, a big Tuesday for the Ice Guys, our daily show at 2 p.m. Eastern, and the live betcast tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Eastern. Back with more Ice Guys tomorrow, presented by National Hockey Now.